Смирно! Садитесь, товарищ. Дело, которое я презираю после всех обвания, это ипокризия. О, я слышал эфенизм, что мы победаем, что на сектор изморения растет больше. Товарищи, это обман. И обман пахнет смертью и поражением. He means business. Well, at least that's enough of that right there. At least we're here. Right now in the present, ladies and gentlemen. You are welcome here. We are gathered with the start of this episode. Gathered to go on a journey. A journey of discovery. A journey of renewal, physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, connectively. A journey where you are welcome. A journey to find some solace from all the noise going on in the world. Allow me to be your navigator. My name is Chris. Welcome to having a cuppa. back a bit, well, not too far. You remember Mac and Hill, right? Well, they're back, and this time, they brought friends with them. I must admit, this podcast has been a real learning curve and one of a process of introspection. Introspection of having no need to always be straight-laced and to just have fun for a change. In the Beckett play Waiting for Godot, the character Vladimir is quoted as having said at one point, Habit is a great deadener. And the word play, playing off one another like a good tennis match. 15 love, 30 love, choose, till eventually someone wins or loses a point. Learning to like the very word of the medium, Play. This is what Hill, Mac and Company have taught me in this casual chat to follow. Other members of this repertory include a young buck with a sharp mind named Max, a sweet-hearted steel-edged Iron Man who sees life through the dimensions of black and white with a whiter shade of pale, a man who loves life. Clay F. follows the same demure, a published author of the sarcastic big book as well as the host of KMP3 Recovery Radio. This quartet showed me it's okay to be me. What do I have to lose? 
I don't always need to keep a journal of questions and act like some radio man talking to a person of inherent value. Because in this conversation, we are both alike in status and nature. It's okay to be mistaken and to be open to be taught. To be respondent, basically. Clay's new book, More Sarcastic Daily Meditations, or to be on the shelves by now on Amazon.com. His entire oeuvre is available on his website, including an audiobook of his predecessor, which you can find on sarcasticbigbook.com. Check out, meanwhile, KMP3 Recovery Radio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You'll thank me for that. If you'd like to appear on this show, email me, info at chrisnell.coza, visit my website, chrisnell.co.za, or follow me on Chrisnell Media Radio Acting Music. This conversation has been made for you, to help you out of your chasm and embrace life after addiction. So, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and our new hub, Podcast One. This is the Blonde Takeover 2, the Royal Rumble. This portion of the show is being brought to you by our mystery sponsor, a product that is so good that they're paying us to keep anyone from associating it with this program. And now for our feature presentation. Nothing like the finest selection. Nothing like the open road. Let's see where it leads me. My name is Chris Nell. In a burgeoning career spanning half a decade, I've done a bit of everything. I've walked the boards on the stage. 
I've essayed emotions and intention down the barrel of a lens, and I've kept the public on its toes through the coil of a mic. Now, I've entered the world of podcasting. During my quest, there's many questions that need an answer. There are many voices yearn to be heard, and many stories aching to be told. I want to hear them all. I'm a vagabond with an insatiable curiosity. Now I'm hitting the road. Welcome to my journey. invited to hear the stories and the views of people spanning the globe. You'll be taken places through the odyssey of your imagination, from the palm trees of California to the Everglades of Florida, the prairie hills of Alberta and the cathedrals of Montreal and beyond. Come along as we discover the hidden truths to matters of the heart, matters that knowledgeable people share artists, activists, advocates, and survivors. They share because they care. People like you and me. Join me as we learn what makes them tick. Sit back and strap yourself in. We're having a cuppa. Attention please, this is your captain speaking. Keep the Kashmir Mafia conversations until afterwards. Everyone welcome. It's a pleasure to have you all here. 
Um, this is now the second podcast that I've had with Mackenzie and with Hillary, and I can already see they're going to be butting in consistently. So here are the rules. <laughs> number one, there are no rules. Wow. Uh, Max, number one, we've advanced 50 centuries since the era of the caveman. Stop bullying Hillary. Hillary, no exting, no sexting. Clear? Mackenzie, never mind. No sexting. Thank Hold you, because I don't no need sexting. any reminders. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, this can go really all over the place. Uh, I adopt more the uh, uh, attitude of a listener than a talker when, uh, when doing these podcasts. But I decided to completely wing this entire thing because, you know, it's the first time that I'm doing uh, a full royal rumble of fantastic people. So all I can Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing, Kenz? Paying attention. I am. I've been paying attention to you. I'm oh, paying attention. I'm okay. just gonna keep myself. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. It breaks the ambience. Please take yourself off mute. Thank you. She's like a child. <laughs> I'm pouting. She's a complete child. We've invited a child here. Okay. So on <laughs> to that effect. Three, two, one. Let me count here. I've got three people from the East Coast and one from somewhere else. I am scared. What are we going to call this podcast? The Blonde Takeover 2 Royal Rumble. You have two from the West Coast. Not to... Um, <gasps> oh, two from the West sorry, Coast. Sorry, not to correct you. Well, you've... No, no, no. You're more than welcome to correct me because I'm half the world away and I'm still trying to get uh, the hang of the terminology. But everyone welcome. Mac, Max, Clay, Hill... It's a true privilege. Thanks for having us. Yeah, having us. I feel Hilf bad for you. <laughs> I, shudder to, I shudder to imagine the questions you might have for this group. Well, you know what? Let's break the ice just there. Clay, I heard a birdie sing that you got so bad about 18. Is that correct? That is correct. Tell me your story. How did it all come to be? Well, in a nutshell, I started drinking when I was nine. I started drinking pretty much every day when I was maybe 13. I started doing drugs when I was 11. I never really stopped um, until I got sober. When I was uh, 16, I, I seriously wanted to stop because I was losing things that mattered to me. Mm -hmm. When I was 17, my family left the state of California because of me and said, you can't come. We will never help you. We'll never give you a penny. Um, and they've remained true to their word. <clears throat> and I became a, I was a daily blackout drinker mm -hmm. who loved to drive. And eventually I became homeless. And I was living in my car, and I was living in a movie theater, uh, sneak into, propping the back door open. Um, and I came to, and then I, and then eventually I died of alcohol poisoning one time, flat oh, And um, and then the idea of, and I went to AA because I had nowhere else to go. Hmm. And people say that all the time, but 
I really mean that I had nowhere else to go. I didn't have a couch. I didn't have a family member. I didn't have a friend. I didn't have a slut. I didn't have like no one. <laughs> didn't take long. Did he just say slut? Yeah. He did. <laughs> I'm too afraid to ask. Was it a live one or a blow up one? <laughs> it was live. All right. I'll accept um, that. I, I must say, I did share this one time at a meeting, a big meeting, in uh, San Fernando Valley here in California. And after the meeting, somebody came up to me and said, you know what? Some people left when you said slut. Just so you know. <laughs> wow. you hysterical. It's like, if you get offended, if you're an AA and you get offended, fuck you. My words exactly. <laughs> I need to recover a bit there. <laughs> Thanks for that, Clay. Now, Maxie son, it's your turn. Your story in a nutshell. Um, in a nutshell, I had my first drink at eight or nine, but that was like accidental. I, I took mm. someone's fountain soda, I thought, and it was either rum and coke or, or whiskey and coke or something like that. I don't remember a lot about that, but I remember specifically the burn and liking it for some weird reason. And mm -hmm. then 11 or 12, I smoked weed for the first time and I loved it. And the next day I got on the bus to go to school and I jumped off the bus at a stop and skipped school to smoke weed all day. And it was like that for the rest of my life. Um, by 15 or 16, I was doing drugs, uh, anything I could get my hands on. Drinking was consistent throughout my whole life, uh, but I did. I went through several phases of uh, every different kind of drug you can imagine mm. uh, for a couple of years at a time for each one. And then I, I got really bad into heroin for, for like three years, and it was, those were the worst, the worst days. Uh, and mm. then I, I was able to get off that, and so I thought I was good. I thought if I can beat that, like my life is fine. Uh, and my drinking just went... Uh, it, it, rose exponentially and you know my whole life i lost everything that i had i had all these consequences i got in trouble with the law constantly um got in trouble with school i was barely allowed to graduate um and but in my last three or four years of drinking i lost everything that i want that i cared about i lost everything that i had and the final straw was a relationship which was i was very suicidal and depressed and this was the only thing that i i still loved in my life mm, and mm. i lost that relationship and that was the final straw um and i ended up going to a place to to not to get sober but to get the relationship back and then yeah i ended up getting sober because of that so well it's if there's an interesting theme that I find, one being negative, being lost, and I'll throw this open to the floor and everyone can, uh, can share to the best of their abilities, one is loss in some form or another. It goes hand in hand with trauma, be it a friend, be it family structure. I know I lost my entire fam family structure because of both trauma and when I opened my mouth and said I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict, you know, no one wanted to speak to me in my family structure, but in the entertainment business, all of a sudden they wanted to know my name. It's interesting to think that loss will happen, but there's a lot to gain. I mean, look at the people that I get to rub shoulders with on a on a daily basis. Thoughts? Well, I feel like I, I mean, I lost myself. Lost, definitely lost myself. 
um, in the whole process. I don't um, like family and like uh, I, I was so young uh, that I didn't have a husband to lose yet or kids to lose yet. Although I'm sure I would have if I had had them. Mm. Um, but I just hated myself. I hated myself. I I I I I didn't even recognize myself by the time mm. I stopped drinking. Clay, same answer. No, I I, I mean <clears throat> I lost everything you could lose. Really, mm. I lost everything I was capable of losing. You know, at that point in my life. And you feel hopeless. You feel like there's nothing left to turn to. Hopeless is a tiny word compared to what I felt. Hopeless sounds good. Right. I felt pitch black. Yeah. Pitch black. Kins? Yeah, same. Um, I was really young when I got sober also. Um, I had just turned 20 and I also, like Hillary said, I didn't lose like a husband or kids or like a job and um, like self-hatred is like putting it really lightly. I mm. mean, like naturally, um, I mean, I literally wanted to die. I, I literally wanted to die. Um, <clears throat> that's all I really thought about towards the end. So um, loss. Yeah. I, I, I experienced that. But if there's one thing to gain, I think... Let me put it into context this way. I was thinking about this before I started the podcast. When I was still in high school, I told this to Hill and to Mackenzie. I transferred to an all-English prep school at the age of 16, where I finished my schooling career barely by the nape of by the skin of my teeth. And uh, I came across a lovely gentleman... Chris, did you say nape? Yeah, nape. N-A-P-E. What does that mean? Uh, I have to look up in the dictionary, but it's it's common. I know it's common. I will... <laughs> Is that same... a body part? I know what it means. I was just making sure. Kenzie, not everything is a body part. <laughs> but in this, back to the Doesn't story. Doesn't all go back to that. Oh, here we go. This is what I was waiting for. But in any event, um, I met a wonderful man by the name of Khalil Yarbrough, master mathematician. I wondered why he became a mathematics teacher, because he was so knowledgeable on the subject. He should have actually worked for Lockheed Stern. But if there's one thing that I loved about him is his undeniable sense of humor. And he wasn't afraid to skate the line, because no matter what the impetus, he always brought the message across. And that's what I find in recovery especially, like, I don't give a flying fuck what people think of me. But if I find something funny, it, it's not conventional. It's unconventional. Make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. And you even said it yourself, Clay, if people take offense to the most teeniest thing, which is the facile time that we live in, you know, up yours. <laughs> I mean, let me clarify that statement. You know? Go for it. I don't know. I thought it was pretty if you, perfect. If you if you live an alcoholic lifestyle, mm. where you hurt people for years, yeah. and you offend 
the world around you for years, it is funny to me that you would come to A meaning and be offended by a word. That's Correct. just funny. Also, which so you much get- in social media. Anywhere. It's just anywhere. I mean, I'm just, I personally feel I have lost the right to be offended because of how I have lived. I meant to that. Plus, plus the other thing is when you, when you get your, when you, your life is saved after all of that shit, like you gotta laugh. Yeah. Max, why are you so quiet? Mackenzie, why are you so quiet? Speak up, man. I'm just taking the. I'm just taking it all in. You lost Mackenzie when you said Nate. Her brain is. Yeah. Oh my god. I only talked about her all in a tizzy. Well, Nate, from what I understand, is another reference for horse's mane. Date, dating back to the 16th century. Oh, like your neck. It is a body part. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Mackenzie. Yes, Mackenzie. Triple A to you for recognizing a bit of Grey's Anatomy. Carry on. I, I love Thank that you. you use the word name. I love that you use the word impetus. I just, I was just making sure, you know, I heard you right. That's all. There's nothing more to it. And I don't care about what people think about me, but I really, we're all very concerned with what people think about Max. Oh, shit. Well, Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, me, most of all. Me, me most but why? Of you're, all. Su- you're such a timid, placid, down to earth guy. No. No, he's not. Me? No, he's really not. Okay, okay. Clearly, I'm wrong. Clearly, I'm wrong. Educate me. Um, I don't even know where to start. I am. I am. If I could describe myself in four words or four phrases, it would be timid, placid. Not flaccid, placid, uh, down to earth. Did you say placid or flaccid? He said definitely not flaccid. Not. Yeah. <laughs> no, you. And are, and mate. hot. You would consider yourself hot. I I just felt like that doesn't need to. Be that. that, 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 that's going into self right there. That's going into self. I mean, it would, it would be selfish if I didn't share it with everybody. Every day, every day, <laughs> I wake up to a text in the morning. Kenzie, when are you going to tell me I'm hot? In the morning. What the hell do you guys get up to when I'm yeah. not there? It's never happened wow. once. He was just, wow. yeah. I was just up all night. He, every day I get a text in the morning. Wow. I know. I, you, why am I not in these conversations? He texts all of us and says, why can't I be as hot as you guys? Why can't I be as hot as you guys? That's what he said. And, no, and honest to God, my <laughs> oh, this right is... hand on the Bible, whatever hand goes on the Bible, right? He told me the other day to pay him three compliments. He told I have me to pay him one compliment. No, that he was told a, me to pay him a you compliment. You know damn well what that's about. Yeah. First off, the three compliments Mackenzie, Hillary is involved And they weren't in. good enough, and I had to give him three more, so I gave him six. Oh, oh yeah, I love this. Okay, this okay it, was for, it was for nullifying our wrongs. That's Thank what you. it was. It's Thank something you. we made up. We have, a, we have a very spiritual program where we're allowed to lie or do you know, questionable things as long as we compliment other people afterwards and cancel it out. But we, we are not allowed to deposit more than three things into one sitting. Okay. Unless Max wants six. Unless no. Max wants six. What three do you guys get up to when I'm not in HJ3? It's um, it's sick. It's very, We're very sick. 
And why haven't you guys invited me? I feel so left out. And yet I'm inviting all of you to my podcast. <laughs> I've paid I don't my dues in this group. Oh, trust me, darling. You haven't even you don't want part of to this. experience my perversity in life. Because you don't really don't know what you're getting yourself. You don't no, it's, want what you think. It's very sick. <laughs> very, very ill. We're very ill. It's not. It's not as. It's not what you <laughs> Please, I would it's like to experience you... it. I'd yeah, you can't. It. Chris, it's like my bedroom. Everyone's invited. You are more than welcome. <laughs> Max, can you elaborate that? Elaborate. Yeah. I, what what could you possibly need elaboration on? It's very clear. Well, I mean, as far as Everyone I can, can see, come. that bedroom is incredibly inviting. I mean, there's an oak wood surface, a beautiful yacht race painting etched yes. up on the wall. It's a man cave paradise. Yeah, yeah. just illicit comfort. Oh, absolutely. Everyone can come? A yacht, a yacht poster. Can we all come at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, everyone can come whenever they want. Oh, a yacht boy. race poster and a flaccid man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Absolutely. You get but, what you get. But here's the trick question. Is it complimentary? Because if I have to pay a fee, I'm sadly a South African. The rand versus the dollar exchange rate is not accommodating. Oh, I'm the one paying. No, Chris. Max has to pay. Max has to pay. <laughs> really? Nobody goes in that room for free, Chris. <laughs> Will there be hors d'oeuvres? Remember, I'm a pescatarian. You could say that. You mean you, you only call eat it fish? that? Call it whatever you want. Fish, fruit, <laughs> veggies, free-range eggs. Well, you can call it that. Free-range free eggs. Range Let's eggs. call it that. Free-range eggs is uh, yeah. That'll be that. That'll be that. Oh Lord, Chris, count your <laughs> words. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Listen, if you want to end this right now, you can, and none of us will judge you. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'd have this, more respect for you, actually. This yeah. is going on Apple iTunes, and I'm going to. Chris, nobody wants out. what we yeah. have. Nobody wants what we have. <laughs> oh, really? Then how come did our last episode do more than 200% of download rates? Oh, because that was me and Mackenzie. Oh, excuse Yeah, did you have their pictures on there? He's so That's bloody funny. special. <laughs> Do you have my hottest picture on there? I think so. I don't know what pictures he used. Well, I used pictures. one of yours that was that was grayscale, and the one that I used of Mackenzie was with her hair literally hanging over her face. I know which picture. Wearing something that represented a sports bra or something. Which well, there you go. That's probably That's why, why you got the light. Right okay. There, the, I answered naked. my own question. Yeah, no one listened. They just I'll send you some pictures of me in a sports bra. You can put it up there on the Nobody wants now. to see that, Max. <laughs> oh, Is that really wearing no, a sports bra? Does. Is it Lisenzo or Victoria's Secrets? Mine? Mine? <laughs> Max's. <laughs> yes, Max. Do sell. Uh, it's neither. Jockey? Yes. That's, yes! Is that one? That's the one, then. Calvin Klein? No. no. <laughs> I'm better than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lululemon, for sure. Well, that's what I'm I saying. I have all of them. I can put on whatever one you guys want. Well, that's what I'm saying, guys. The moment that you've... And I'm paraphrasing Hillary, and I'm paraphrasing Clay, and... There's no bounds to express your true self. 
and I'm using hoity-toity New Age words here, and forgive me, but this is the kind of freedom that one can expect. But I kind of get the idea in society the moment that you are trying to be yourself because of the mistakes that you made and you are in service to others, you kind of get seen of as a freak. Am I right or am I wrong in that summation? I don't pay that much attention to society. And there everyone went quiet. Did I perhaps well, use... I thought that Clay was going to elaborate on that. I was just about to say, am I using too much Shakespearean English here? A little. Oh, come on. Yeah, what do you mean, Chris? We're, remember, I used to smoke model. Me and Max started smoking hot when we were 11. You gotta stretch that a little bit for us. They're not as intelligent. The guys aren't as intelligent as me and Mackenzie are. Yeah. That's true. Just remember, I'm a guy as well. I didn't get this voice for nothing. Well, I've already admitted you're smarter than me, so that... <laughs> okay, how can we, I... We've known that it? for months, Chris. <coughs> Sorry. What are, you, what are you saying, Chris? <coughs> Bug in the throat. Do we Spit feel like it, we get Spit judged? I don't, I don't, I could care less what society, I mean, I feel like for the most part, honestly, I feel like society. Okay, here's a better um, way of putting it. I know, it doesn't judge me. Here's a, here's a better way of putting it. Your thinking and doing is no longer the way it was. You're free in your actions. You're free in your inhibitions because you are being let no, get your head out of the gutter. That's her. Oh, yes, I forgot. I forgot. Sexting. Exting. Yes, Hillary. Yeah, she does that all the time. Oh, please do elaborate. This is a far better conversation. Okay, wait. Now, let's answer your question. <laughs> wait, wait. So. No, here's what I'm trying to say. So here's what I'm trying to say. Hold on. When in recovery... You get that, that freeing feeling of, I'm here for a reason, and the way of expressing it is not according to society's norms. But when you're ultimately trying to be yourself, it's not always taken as lightly, even with the best intentions. So I was an embarrassment to society before I got sober. So I think now, yeah, I mean, I got sober like for this, like to laugh and to um, love and yeah, I don't, I don't really pay much attention either to how others perceive me today because mm -hmm. um, I mean, cause I'm fucking awesome. So like, like I don't know. And I'm like hot and everything. And but like add to that? in the past, yes. What I also find is, and it's especially applicable to all four of you, myself excluded, the overflow of creativity is paramount. All of a sudden, I see people who have been, who've had years of turmoil. They are painters, poets, podcasters, writers, and Claire will get to your book in a couple of moments. I just find people in recovery to be so creative. I want to I want to touch on on what you said before that. I wholeheartedly disagree with with what you said. I think on with a lot me. of points with me? the um, like not fitting not into hot? society. No, yes, with you're not hot, fitting McKenzie. into society yes, or McKenzie, you're hot. 
just trying to like the hottest nape to... I've ever seen. The hottest nape I've ever it's seen. A great nape. Girls, easy, 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 easy. Max, I think a lot of that is self-projection, right? I think it's self-projection. It. I. I I've never seen. Um. I don't even really know how to word it. I've never seen, first off, who fucking actually fits into society. Like who, like, I don't know anyone that does on an individual basis. And and the few people that really, really try to are acting out of fear almost all the time. Mm. And, mm. and I, I've never once felt judged or, or looked at weird or like a freak, like you said, for I have. You know, trying to help other people. I have. Um, but then, though, I, I don't feel like the people that are casting that judgment, that I don't think that's representative of society. I feel like, you know, Brene Brown's got the thing about vulnerability and, like, how many people feel scared or weak when you're being vulnerable and everyone raises their fucking hand. And then it's like, how many people feel like or see it as strength when someone else is vulnerable and everyone, all the same fucking people raise their hand. And I, and I feel the same way with, with, you know, if someone's casting judgment on someone, like, trying to help people and being mm. free... Mm -hmm. they're not they're not feeling free themselves like and, and Amen. I, I don't think that i think the whole societal construct is that norm doesn't actually exist i don't think anyone naturally fits into that without trying to force themselves into that mold and you know what i have to agree with you upon that but there's always that in my experience when i've tried to help someone out of the goodness of my heart it's been taken out of context really really badly and it's happened a multitude of times because unfortunately and this is a harsh fact and i'm speaking out of experience being in mass communications for well over six years this is what the standard is supposed to be just simple example if you move out of that parallel you're all of a sudden the biggest sinner and we can call it because of judgment of i'm just using an example i'm not saying this is fact judgment from peers judgment from religious groups the so-called religious groups holier than thou groups and even people in uh, recovery themselves look upon it look down upon you because you're using an out-of-box means and that's what recovery has taught me you can't walk in between the lines sometimes you have to move outside the box and i hope that makes sense in me saying that but i agree wholeheartedly yes Hill. um i think we have I think what you're talking about is not a not a alcoholic issue related to just us. I think we have a entire judgment problem Naturally. In, in the world. I think that it's a judgment issue. It is very that broad. everybody we live in the we live in the most judgmental uh, age right now where everyone wants to judge somebody for something. Very and facile. Very facile. I believe you would say that. What's that? I can't believe you would say that. Why? Oh, right. <laughs> right, for everything. She like forgot for a second. For for everything, like for everything. So I think like, I have never felt judged for the most part. I mean, for when I, when I tell people that I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict, I have not had people that say anything to me or act differently. Like, oh, you're you're trying to better your life. Ooh. Yeah, they, nobody has die done that. Like, now I I don't. So I don't know, but I think that there are judgmental people out there, and for for anyone who thinks that the way I am is too much, it was like that. You know, there's that. Uh, what is that quote? 
there's there's a quote there's lots of quotes but there's this one um oh where it says yes where it says you will be too much for some people those are not your people that's really how i feel like those are just well not my said. people well yeah and they probably well there's said. something wrong with them if they're judging people who are in recovery I, that's been my um my experience too typically when you judge someone people, it's you yeah. know you don't I, I feel like it's judge, judging someone is usually it, it says like only everything about that person. It's right. either mm. like you're jealous of what they have mm. or you're fearful of something you don't understand. Or I mean, it says everything about you and nothing. Kind of like you. a compliment. It's kind of like a compliment. But the polar opposite takes place <laughs> where you are among friends and rubbing shoulders with people who have walked more or less the same path that you have. It becomes a very familial bond. Much like with what we have at HJ3. Even though, Hill, you bully Max to oblivion, the poor guy. (laughs) Not true. It's false. Fake news. Fake fucking news right there, Chris. Thank you. Max, I'm only cozying up because I need some place to stay once I move to the US. (laughs) (laughs) But I loved your impassioned uh, monologue there. And it's not to, to... Ruffle feathers, please hear me. The last thing that I want is to step on toes. I'm just asking open-ended questions based on my own observations. We're not like most people. You're absolutely right. Okay, on that note, Hill, Max, Mm. have you finished your little cat fight? I talked to Hillary. I didn't do anything. My side of the street is clean. My side of the street is always clean. Um, I have nothing more to add. All right. That's on. That would be Max's side of the street. That's not clean. And on that note, let's move on to Clay. What? At what point specifically did uh, you start your media work? Because you host a podcast called KMP3, which I love because it's like an all-time jazz station. Whenever I should d- begin to hear it, what was your motivation? My, mo- I didn't want to do it. I never wanted to do a podcast at all. But um, you know, my books and my Instagram are all humorous mm. sarcastic and to put it mildly I, and my wife said um, put the real you out there as well uh-huh. to balance it all out and she strongly encouraged me to do this and really glad she did but it was not my idea. Right. So you were motivated to do it. Now let's talk about the sarcastic big book. I read a lot of your comments and the quotes on Instagram, which I love. Can I can I mention a couple here on the podcast, if you don't mind? Of course. One of my favorites is here. I need someone to call me out on my bullshit. Things people say when they plan to hang on to bullshit. Another yes. good one. A conversation between two m- women. You'll meet the right guy. Your interactions with him will be so confusing that your heart will just know. (laughs) Here's another good one. Sometimes my new higher power makes me sure I feel his when we are in public. Say it. (laughs) He said earlier. Nape. His nape. (laughs) Nape has got nothing to do with the male reproductive organ. Oh my god. I mean, come on. All right, Sometimes my new higher power makes sure I feel his dick when we are in public. Yes. There you go, Chris. 
I've been a negative, responsible, self-pitying basket case today. And this is the best one. Since you yourself have never fucked up, if someone else makes a mistake, make them feel like shit about it. <laughs> Clay, this stuff is magic. Really magic. Thank you. <laughs> but often, it, sometimes it goes over my head. Maybe it's just because of my South African sensibility. But what was the motivation to, you know, write all of these quotes? Well, it started with the sarcastic bib book. You know, it started before that even. It starts. It starts from. Um, first of all, that's how I. That's the humor that I have. Your sensibility, right? That's just yeah. That's 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 my sensibility. It always has been. I love that in comedians. I love that so much. It reaches me. It helps me. But in this um, forum. It started because I, I started doing it with sponsees, and I found it to be far more effective than the, you know, straight head message. When I would say to somebody, "You should be of service," I would notice they'd be like, "Don't tell me what to do. I don't have to be of service." Mm. But when I say to them, "Don't be of service," their reaction's like, "Wait a minute, but I need to be of service." Aha! So the polar opposite happens. Reverse psychology. And Max, I'm not saying this to massage your ego or to blow smoke up your trousers. And don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, must I, must I use sign language? Must I start speaking in Gaelic? I can't speak Gaelic. But I see a lot of your, your sensibility matches clay in the sense of... You've got your... You're like Iron Man. You've got your will. Oh God! Stop oh, right there! This, this I'm never. We're gonna, never. You need to stop. He's <laughs> never gonna stop. Keep when going. The, keep just, going. Just, just, just mute them. Keep going. I'm Chris. vomiting. I want to. Can I go vomit Clay? real quick and come back? Chris. Is Clay? He's gonna call himself Iron Man for the he rest is? of time. Yep. Okay, was I supposed to say perhaps Spider-Man? Was I supposed to say the Green Goblin? No, no, Iron Man's dead. To call him a no, just like we do. It doesn't matter what, what you say now because you already said Iron Man. Iron Man's perfect. I haven't heard anything. Iron Man. I'm popping okay. blues. And I'm Iron Hillary, Man. What, what was I supposed <laughs> to call Max? Anything but Iron Man. Iron Man's perfect. I couldn't think of a better analogy, actually. That's okay, like. Continue, I, am I, like I can't Iron wait Man. to hear where this is going. I, can, I, I literally can't wait. I'm too Go afraid to continue. No, continue. Feel free. <laughs> You know what? Talk to just, Iron Man. We'll all mute ourselves. Let me just let me just do that. There we go. <laughs> I muted Hillary and Mackenzie because they're butting in the conversation all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hil and Hillary just said "fuck you," and she gave me a dual finger. Oh, my day is made. No, I'm rude. I'm rude. Let me unmute. You are like Iron Man in the sense of. You don't care. You are living your truth. How's that? How has that evolved for you? How did that develop when you started getting sober? Um. Wow. I. It's still a, a daily effort that I have to make. Right. Yeah. You know, it's still. I like to just go out there and be like, I don't care what other people think. Uh, is it takes conscious effort and to face that. Um, but I everything i did when i first got sober was for other people to look right to like 
to, mm. to do mm. what I'm supposed to be doing. And I got no results from that. I got zero results. Uh, Mistake so I made I as well. I hear you. Letting go of that, I started feeling the benefits of everything. And now it's easier, especially like when I see you and in HJ3, it's it's very comfortable and I know everyone and I, and mm. I don't. Well, I'm an alien. Uh, I'm an alien. Yeah. <laughs> hear me. I'm the fucking alien of, of the lot. But when I go out in the public, it's not easy to just like not give a shit, but it continually taking down the data, I guess, and, mm. and seeing mm. the results of everything is, is what what helps that. Uh, but it's definitely something I struggle with. It, it's not, I don't know. Uh, I'm not just totally carefree about what other people think, even though I want to be or I try to be. Uh, mm. It definitely pops up. Yeah. And what? But I can't let that fucking stop me or I'm going to drink again. Like right. I can't, no, I can't let that stop me from what I'm doing, and I think that's the important part that I've realized. It's like any of these fears is I have to address as soon as I recognize them. And I asked Hill, and I've asked Mackenzie with the last podcast they did with me. Apart from being involved in the program, the Twelve Steps, uh, studying meditation, camaraderie, what other extracurricular activities have helped you oh. to remain in a positive mindset? It's just easy. Oh dear. Just. Is this oh for dear. me or for Clay? Uh, for you. Um. <laughs> Come. Some, I'll just say some. Wait, bullshit. stop, 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 stop. Mackenzie, right. take off the mute. I want to hear no, your laugh. You You've got the most beautiful laugh. No, I don't. Yes, you I don't do. know what they're thinking, to be honest. I don't know why they're so on edge for this answer. We know you. I'm not on edge. I want you to express yourself, Max. Max, what do you no, do you every don't. morning? Be what you. do you do on every okay. morning? All right. Max, let me, let me level the playing field. What My... sites do you visit on your... Right. You know, right. Like just... Do you have any websites you like? <laughs> do you like surf the World Wide Web ever? <laughs> Go for it, Max. <laughs> um... Well, I don't know. Like, do you want me to say them? Are you getting plugs from them? Like, are, I don't know if there's conflicting sponsors. Nah, no one's ever sponsored is... by any porn sites. Nada, no? nada. Okay, nothing. Right. Nada. Porn. Zip. What? <laughs> um, oh, the serious God. answer would be uh, golf was always a passion. Always golf. My life since I was the very lie. Young. The lie is going to come first. This is the, what he meant by serious answer was. I'm going to lie to you first. Golf has always been my passion. Yeah. I've never, ever pictured you as a golfer, but okay. Now, you see, this reaction right here from those three is why I still don't quite feel entirely comfortable being myself, right? It's just shit like that. So. Uh -huh. He actually, he well, actually is a really good golfer. That's, that's, that's why we're uncomfortable, because you're not being yourself right <laughs> Okay, then I'll be transparent. My favorite extracurricular activities are music, reading, writing, listening. I can tell you anything about rock music if you come ask me something about rock. Your favorite rock song? What's your favorite rock song? My oh, that's a very broad question. But off the top of my head, Bon Jovi's "Have a Nice Day." I always play it on the radio for people because if you listen to the lyrics, it's a nice way of saying "Go stuff yourself." Fuck you. Correct. Ten points for Mackenzie. I know oh. it well. I've seen him in concert twice. Is it? I saw him too. One time I don't remember. You're kind of young <laughs> to have seen Bon Jovi in concert, really? I loved him, yeah. I, I loved him. I still like, yeah. 
And his heart is in the right place. As I'm led to understand, he's got a, a pub and grill, or not a pub and grill, just a plain straight tavern in Hell's Kitchen, formerly no, well, formerly known as Hell's Kitchen, now called Clinton, where uh, people can come in and enjoy and engorge on a selection of meals. And if you don't have money to pay, you can actually work in the kitchen to work off your, your debt. Yeah. He has a few. I've met him before. He lives actually by me. Um, I would play his daughter in sports. He mm -hmm. really he does a, he does a lot for um, for the community, and he's actually a really awesome guy. And in 2012, he went to play. He came to play here in this country at a, a nice little space about just about 70 miles from here, called the Coca-Cola Dome, a nice insulated 360 degree performance space, and. Uh, the last time that he was here, before that, he played when uh, the late Mr. Nelson Mandela was just released from prison. And uh, he said it's been 20 years since that time. We need to do some catching up. So he has a nice rapport with the audience. And he opened up with Wanted, Dead or Alive. And it apparently was a great, great concert. I would have loved to have been there, but sadly, yeah. I wasn't. But do you want to hear one of my concerts? Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. He'll come on. Come, I wanted come, to come, just come. share one of my concert stories that you might want to hear. I'd love to. Um, do you remember the band In Excess? Yes, Michael Hutchins. Okay. I had a crush on Michael Hutchins, right? Right. So one time me and my friend went to his concert and we got fake handcuffs and wore them. Oh, and the, the plan was to jump on stage and handcuff ourselves to Michael Hutchins. Is this the truth or is this a lie? We got all the way to the stage and then security got us. Um. Shocking. Wow. <laughs> Lunatics in handcuffs and the security got you. Wow. You have to admit it was kind of a good plan. I think in it's theory, good. theory, how long was well, this before you didn't died? Work. We don't have to admit that at all, by the way. No one has to admit that was is a good plan. Is he attractive? That was a fucking horrible plan. What's his name? What, what? Mike, I don't really, Michael I Hutchins. Listen, I don't <laughs> Shut up, Max. Yeah, he died. Uh, I think he died well, I don't know. When did he die? I mean, this was like in his... 85, I think. Oh, I, I think he I was like 16. Like 35. Well, he died we... when he was 35? Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. No, he died you when he no was... Idea. You have no idea. You have no idea. It wasn't a horrible now. plan, Max. It was a good plan. I think it was 27. I just want to make He died. That. He was born in 1960 and died in 1997. He was in 97. Wow, we... I'm way off. I wanted to say 1985. Uh, well, Wikipedia never lies, so... Oh. Internet never lies. You can, you can actually jippo Wikipedia. Trust me, I've done it a couple of times. 37. So I was 10 37. years off. In New South Wales. Uh, Elvis Presley. Also another big one of my favorites. I still got uh, an LP that I bought. When I was just newly sober, and it's very, very special to me. It's one of my prized possessions that I bought for five bob at a local antique bazaar. His very first hit, released in 54, called That's All Right, Mama, in pristine condition. And why are we silent now? We were talking about extracurricular <laughs> activities. To you. We're listening to you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, Chris, we can't win. You want me to laugh? You want me to talk? But you don't... If I'm mind. quiet... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Okay, ground rules. How are we supposed to go from one person to the next? Must I point to this person? Must someone raise their hand? How are we going to do this? You were just talking. Of Keep course. Going. I'm listening. Um, Elvis Presley. 
another big one of my favorites, and surprisingly enough, the most endearing artist of all time, even into the 20th century, and he passed away in 77, uh, had his first hit in July 1954 with That's Alright Mama, then came... Uh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. What was the other one? No, Teddy Bear was 64. Love Me Tender. Love Me Tender, I think. 56. But I might be lying. In any event, Max, we were talking about... You're a golfing guy. Yes. Yeah, big time. How uh, many holes do you hit a day? Oh, uh, I don't... I don't go to the course much <laughs> anymore. But I, uh... I, I, I practice at home. What's your backhand? What's your handicap? Um... I, right now, it's probably like a six. But... It, <laughs> It's pretty high. <laughs> What's the most amount of balls that you've shagged? Shagged? Wow. Balls that I've shagged? You, know, <laughs> you said balls or bronze? Balls. It's balls. a golf oh, term. Okay. You said you're a golfer. I'm testing your <laughs> golfing knowledge. I was just, I just didn't know if I heard you correctly. I didn't know if you said bronze that I shagged because like the English accent, it threw me all off. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was. Balls. B-A-L-L-S. Four consonants, well, one vowel. So... Shagging balls is just picking up balls. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I would think that's totally not the image that I would have in Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she came here with that image in her head anyway. She did. She did. In fact, let me let me recount my story of how Hillary can get a detail so badly wrong. With the last podcast that we did, sometimes with Zoom, these recordings, you know. A person is talking, and you get that horrible feedback in your ear. She wanted to say texting. But now, because I live three blocks away from an airport, I've got my earmuff like this, so I can listen out for the commercial airliner so I can mute my mic. And because these are dynamic earphones, I keep hearing exting. And just and what is that, though? Yeah, what, what is exting, Chris? What is exting? What was I supposed to think other than It was than an audio sexting. deficiency. It was an audio deficiency. And so, in an attempt to keep the conversation moving, I keep saying, texting, 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 let me lay claim to this texting, I heard something else, and all of a sudden, out of the clear blue sky, here Hillary goes and she says, sexting. I thought you were asking me, and we were talking about me. I, I thought we were, you were asking if I was sexting with Mackenzie. I no, thought that was your question. I, would, I was confirming I would your question. never, ever. The answer was and yes, yes, too. What? Really? What did she say? What did he say? And Mackenzie said yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, this is scary. Oh, this is scary. Yes, I'm listening. We need to move on. We need to move on. All right, carrying on. Um, Hillary. Mackenzie had her hand up earlier. Yeah, oh, Mackenzie did have her hand up. something about her. No, I'm over it. We want to hear. No, we want to no, hear. No, come on. Come Chris on. Chris said, on, raise your hand. I had my hand raised. I'm over it. Okay, talk about your nape. Go ahead and talk about your nape. It's hot. I was going to say, I golf too, and I've never heard the term shagging balls. <laughs> in the golf ter- in the golf world. I've heard the term, like, in real life, in not the golf world, but that's all I wanted to say. You can resume now. sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> I was trying to, like, be on Max's side for a second. And, well, and you know what? Thank you. Gallant effort, Mackenzie. And you know what? What other cur- extracurricular activities put you in a positive mindset to remain sober? Oh, for real. For real. Um, yes. Um, I, 
much. Okay. I'm going to just cover them. <laughs> Got a little angry. Answer you. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to drag my screen down. No, I'm not. Because then that's a weird angle of me. Um, oh, and you, we don't want that. Um, I, I work out. Mm-hmm. I do work out. You you know I work out, all of you. Why do you work Korea? out, Mackenzie? Why? Because I... For my mental mind... For my mental and emotional... My mental mind. I wanted my to mental say, mind, the endorphins um, that get released into the bloodstream going I into the brain put you like in a positive mindset. What kind I of like books? Um, Magazines. <laughs> Max, like quiet. Me. I like um, pictures. history, so I, I, okay. World history. I'm getting, like, I, and um, I like to do puzzles. I like to do jigsaw puzzles. How what many else pieces? do I like to do? The 50 pieces um, or the 250 pieces? No, the thousand. Thousand. The yeah. thousand pieces. Right. The landscape ones. Yeah. Um, what else do I do? I love music. Um, I listen to music. I... Um, Oy, oy, oy. I don't know what else I do. I'm really getting a little nervous now. Um, People, why are you bullying poor kids? <laughs> she's trying to come up nothing. with a concise answer and she's consistently putting her hand in front of her face. I do a lot of things to keep my mind going. Right. My mind of course. going. I get and you. a lot of them I like. But I like to work out. I, I exercise. And I read. And I'm just going to repeat myself again, but I'll just say it in a different order. Oh, naturally. Um, I like to do jigsaw. <laughs> I like to read about history, and I like to listen to music, and I like to golf, and I like to exercise. Clay, your turn. I like music. What kind? I like melody. I like Much melody. like with that uh, jazz intro to KMP3. That's that's one form of music. I think about music constantly. Really. Constantly. Have you ever written your own stuff? Yeah. Any th plans on publishing? Already done. So much of it. Really? How many albums? Uh, Twelve. And is this instrumental or are you also a singer as well? Um, all of the above. And what enjoyment do you get out of it? You know, it's like it's something that I have to do. You know, I've had to do. Mm. You know, it's like saying, "How do you feel about? Why do you have an arm?" You know, mm. Mm. Uh, having an arm. <clears throat> Favorite instrument? The bass. The bass guitar. Yes. Mm. How many years Thank have you me. been playing bass? Uh, three. Three or thirty? Thirty. I heard you. I heard you now. Thirty, because when you said it earlier on, it just broke off a little bit. Hill, your turn. Favorite extracurricular activity that keeps you in a positive mindset to remain sober, other than Pilates. Wait a minute. Before we, can I tell you why the bass is the best? Please do, because <laughs> I'm confused by the bass guitar. I could see that in your face. I just wanted to clarify, because that's where the fucking is. What? <laughs> please go on elaborate please it's way more interesting than what I'm about to say about Pilates listen to music that's where it is remove the bass mm -hmm. no one's doing anything hmm. did you what? say fucking 
Yeah. I did say fuck him. How is no one doing anything then? I'm confused. If you remove Keep the going. Pants. Oh, if you remove the Oh, I got you. Okay. But it just gives off a low-grade hum in raw form. Depends on who's playing. <laughs> somebody, if somebody who can't have sex is playing it, then it's a stupid <laughs> Do you flat pick or do you finger pick? And what gives off the best melody between the two two uh, techniques? Depends on the song. If we had and to go... Person. If we had to choose between upbeat, between an upbeat melody or more of a slow pace? Still depends on the song. Although I appreciate the question. But it's hard to answer that. It's about this... It's about being... Um, it's about subordinating yourself to the song. I hear you. I hear you. Because I always thought that out of all the guitar types that there is, the acoustic and the electric reign supreme. Now, I've been friends with a couple of guys who came from an engineering, sound engineering background, and I always hear the same opinion that a bass guitar is instrumental towards the success of a song. But now, to my ear, I always hear that low-grade hum. But if you go back again to the 60s, Paul McCartney was the pioneer of making that bass guitar a lot more commercial in uh, commercial music. The bass sounds the way it can today. He was the first person to put it in the foreground and make it an instrument you could pay attention to if you listen to the song. Up until then, it was very hidden all the time, but I also played a stand-up bass, and I, and I learned at a bluegrass festival how to play a stand-up bass. And <clears throat> now, there's a different stand-up. story. There's a different story when it comes to an upright bass. And, and the guy said, a good bass player is not noticed. When you're doing it right, nobody notices you. Isn't that the truth? You're gone, yeah. Hill, your turn. Yes. Okay, you know I love Pilates. We know this. We all know this. It's what I do. It's my thing. Um, I always confuse Pilates with Zumba for some reason. I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, you know what, Mackenzie? Would you like to answer for her? Go ahead. Please do. <laughs> she likes to get... Can I be honest? Go for it. Like, really honest? Spray tan? Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> the I audience can't know. see it, but okay, Mackenzie's got okay, okay. a smile I, from ear to ear for some reason. Anything superficial, I love. No, um, <laughs> no, I'm just messing around. Well, it's true though. Stuff. I do, I do. I'm not gonna apologize for. She it. likes to bike ride. I love taking bike rides. I love taking bike rides. I love to go out to eat. We do it like almost every night. She Which loves I'm listening glad. to my voice memos. I love listening to Mackenzie's voice memos. <laughs> I don't really like to read very much. <laughs> I mean, like I will. But it has to be true. Like I like memoirs. I don't love fiction. I love memoirs okay. um, or anything that's like yeah. I love spiritual spiritual stuff, but it has to be like I don't know. I I'm kind of picky with reading because I lose it. My my attention span isn't very long. And um, but I love to like laughing would have to be my top thing I do as many times a day as possible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I have to concur. My biggest thing. Let's focus on that. That's why these people are here. Absolutely. Because all of us have so much fun all the time, 
and uh, we all love life, and <clears throat> that's why I invited this. And might I add that we laugh like no matter what like is kind of going on, you know? Absolutely. Like I've been going through a lot these about. last few weeks, and like laughing is so important, and like the. I think it's important for people to know that like you can laugh like you can laugh but like mm. still be going through hard times but like I didn't I didn't I didn't believe that for a long time like I thought it was like you have to be sad and depressed and and, and feel pain and like sit in it and and you know like I didn't think that they can go together you know and um, I hear you yeah. I've begun sort of like a little bit of a writing career on social media and I come up with these quotes based on my sensibilities of life and I always try and put it in a third person and I just wrote one about laughter that I plan on putting up here it is the importance of laughter I'll repeat the importance of laughter is legion it keeps the soul from rotting and alleviates burdens of the heart it can have the power to help cure disease it gives the villain the menacing edge. It provides hope and opens the arms of the damsel to the hero. Of all the diverse advantages, humor is the nectar that makes the universe blossom daisies in a field of shattered dreams. Yeah, absolutely. It's a hundred percent true. The one thing, it's one of my family rules. It's one of my family rules. We have two, we have lots of family rules. The first one is thou shalt not date your exes. That's number one. And that's the most <laughs> <laughs> that's number one number two though is thou must always laugh at yourself like if you can learn to laugh i always tell my kids this if you can learn to laugh at yourself you are taking 80 percent of stress away from you it's just an easier better way of life like it's mm. we didn't get we aren't here to to hate life like and i'm not we go through stuff like Mackenzie said and we feel it and we learn from it and it's sometimes really hard but it's so important to feel the joy too mm. i think max um yeah it's he hates laughing <laughs> i fucking hate it he's a miserable no, it's, oh it's, rubbish rubbish it's probably Hot the most tripe. important thing to me it's probably the most important thing to me and mm. i i was thinking about that when you said extracurriculars of like i don't care what i'm doing with people as long as we're having fun like as long as we can laugh and i've never met someone it like like hillary said about laughing about yourself like i've never met someone uh with a with a humble approach to life or like a deflated ego that can laugh about themselves like i think it's mm -hmm. a very big indicator of, of someone who is kind of on that right path and like you said earlier, it's a, it's an unconventional, something unconventional. Like it's a weird emotion. Like it's, it's weird to even describe like what humor is, but it's my favorite fucking one to feel like hands down. And in sobriety, it comes more naturally. Don't you agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. Yeah. My laughter at before sobriety was always at someone else's expense. <laughs> and that's just not the case anymore. Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. Clay? Yeah, just what's been shared. It's, I mean, when we're not, when we're not having a conversation in a meeting, we're not helping another alcoholic. We're not talking about recovery. We're not really talking seriously about anything. I mean, we spend the whole day kind of interacting, and it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just it's none ridiculous of us, things. You, you don't have a serious thing to say, like 
ever. And when are you and, going to invite me? Well, we did today, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But but the reason why we can have so much fun, and this is important, is because at the same time, everyone in this room right now will get serious like that mm-hmm. about recovery because we're all just as much as we're having fun now, just being ridiculous. Mm. We are dead serious about recovery, and that's first for all of us, and that's why we're able to enjoy the benediction of laughter constantly. And that's a life lesson I need to learn, you guys. Um, The problem with me is I've been conditioned, or I conditioned myself, to always be like this, straight-faced, and always be to the point but I can't do that in recovery because then I'm devoid of transparency and I must give it to all of you you guys have helped me really to start becoming myself because of the fact that I also came out of a life of childhood trauma in fact I read a wonderful quote today about the conditions of trauma being judgmental and towards others not knowing who your true self is, and so on and so forth. And unfortunately, in this country where I reside, this culture and what we're experiencing right here, right now, doesn't exist whatsoever. None of it. But the freedom that you guys have given me, regardless of, be it my verbiage or because of my uh, character or whatsoever, I love being in the midst of your company. I just adore it to pieces. It's an experience that words can't even put. <laughs> I can't even put it into to. I can't put it into concrete. That's the word that I'm trying to say. It's a wonderful, marvelous experience. And I mean, if we're looking at what happened with regards to the pandemic, I was saying this to a friend of mine who's also from uh, the New England region. If there's one positive that came out of this pandemic is the fact that we are able to recover out loud beyond borders. Agree? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why we're all here right now. We don't... I, I can't believe I would have never met anybody on this call. Like, these... Like, you guys are, like, so, like a huge part of my life. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine you guys not in my life today. If it had not been Me for too. the pandemic, it would have never happened. And I'm in California. And Mackenzie's in New Jersey. Max, where are you from? I'm in Seattle, Washington. Oh, my favorite state. Yeah. One of my favorite heroes lives there, Danny Bonaducci. <laughs> in fact, he was one of the role models that uh, persuaded me to go into radio. What stupid example to follow because I would retire four months late, uh, four years later. But yeah. Uh, where I'm from, I'm from uh, Johannesburg, which is the second biggest populace in South Africa. It's the main pipeline of the country. Mm-hmm. If you want to know the capital, it's Cape Town, which mm-hmm. the best example I can use is where uh, the late Mr. Mandela was incarcerated. Um, here in Johannesburg, we're the main trade route. Any goods or services that goes to other parts of the country comes through here. In fact, that's why the airport is so paramount. All the goods go from this point here to Cape Town, other parts in South Africa like uh, Mozambique, which is 
outside of the Republic. <coughs> but uh, why are you all smiling? <laughs> Did I say something wrong? No, you're right. I mean, obviously you're right. You know that. I'm just, no. I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's. You don't want to come and visit here. It's not as beautiful as Cape Town. It's not as green. It's just hustle and bustle most of the time. We'd be happy to come visit, all of us together. Yeah, would that be weird? It would be, but I would welcome it. I'll just have to make sure that I've got more than enough uh, guest rooms. I was telling everyone off air that uh, I'm, in the, I'm in the midst of a move to the Mountain Valley region, 124 miles uh, from uh, where I currently am now, which is a lot more picturesque. I can't put it into words. Imagine mountain peak combined with rural cottages next to a main peace stretch of road with birds chirping all over the show. We'll be there. Beautiful. It's absolutely picturesque. And then as, as you travel 300 miles northwards, you get the northwest, which is abundant in the big five. The elephants, uh, antelope, not the lions, though. The lions will kill you. But uh, there's been a big misconception. A former friend of mine, he was my uh, surrogate father for a while, uh, used to travel to Schenectady, New York, for business. And a lot of Americans would ask him, is it true that the animals walk amongst you? And he would take the mickey out of them and state that, yes, they actually walk in front of the cars. They walk into buildings to use the restroom. (laughs) But it's not the truth. We're as commercial as the U.S., but a lot more rural in in other parts as well. I've always wanted to hug a lion. I've always wanted to, a lion to hug me with its big paws. Not being uh, dead serious. Like, I want to be one of those people. Have you ever seen that show? What is it? The Christian the Lion? Yes, yes. I did, lion? A, I did a report yeah. on him. Yeah, I would like, like, I always wanted to raise a baby lion, let him loose back into the wilderness, and then reunite with him so he can come hug me like Christian the Lion does. Did you ever hear of a guy called Lawrence Anthony? No. British explorer came from England to Africa to stop poaching of elephants. And uh, as we all know, the old saying goes, an elephant never forgets. And when he passed away, they buried his body in the sanctuary that he started for uh, rehabilitated elephants and an entire troop marched around his gravesite. A year to the date when he died, that same troop came back again and marched around his gravestone in the remembrance of the work that he did. I didn't hug a, I've never hugged a lion, but I've hugged a cheetah and it's like hugging a cat. It is a cat. (laughs) But like hugging, hugging like a, like a cat on your lap, but just bigger. I want to do that. It's, it's an experience that words can't, can't describe. But back to the subject, Clay, I want to know something. And then I want to follow this up with Max. Um, In the years since, you especially, Clay, with the media work that you've done, the writing of the sarcastic big book and having sponsees. How's your self-image changed over the years? How's my self-image changed over the years? How have you seen yourself for the better, shall we rather say? Who is Clay F. today? The first thing that comes to my mind is that I don't think about that. Really? Yes. It doesn't matter. Wow. To me. It just doesn't fucking matter. What I think about when you say that is, I think about God being this light, and I think about me either blocking that light or getting out of its way. And I feel like every single positive thing that comes out of me ever is not me. It's a result of my absence 
And that's that's those are my initial that's my visceral reaction. Can I be very honest with you? That's that's a very mature answer to give. In fact, you've got me stumped and I need to rework my inventory, my personal inventory because of that. Because when I started doing self-will run riot, there was one question in step one that said, how do you see yourself since getting sober from then until now? And I came up with a whole bunch of keywords, positive, fun-loving, yada, 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 yada. But that. What I think also is like, if you went around to 100 people, mm-hmm. and you were like, what? Say two, how would you describe Chris in like three words, you know? That's who you are, not who you think you are. Clever. Max, same question. Well, it's impossible to answer it now without sounding self-absorbed after that answer. But I I do... Right? I feel exactly the same. (laughs) I do not... I'm just... That's my house. I look at myself, actually, in in the same vein as an obstacle to, to God. A, a lot of the time, like if, if there's something going wrong in my head, it's because I'm doing it. I look at myself as a positive impact on the environment around me, which I never had before. And, and I genuinely mm. thought I was a cancer. And, and I, I, before I got sober, I wanted to kill myself. And not just because I hated myself, but because I thought it was better for the world if mm. I was not here. Mm. And, and I view myself as the exact opposite of that now. And uh, in the same vein, like I'm a, I am a conduit like i don't come up with what the good thing to do is i don't come up with any of that but i'm the vessel that that can that can go perform these actions um and and to be like this a safe space for people which is a a a new feeling for me and it and it feels it just feels right it feels like i'm doing what my higher power wants me to do right um and, and so in that sense like i really love that aspect of it but it is like clay said you know, it's it's only by getting myself out of the fucking way. Absolutely. I can't agree more. Hill, here's another thing that I want to express my admiration about you. Wait a minute, Chris. We never just established where, where Hillary's from. What? She, she's from the Southwest? So, South Carolina. Char- yes, Charleston. Okay. No, I said the region I, I, because of privacy's sake. Chris, of privacy's sake. Chris, yeah? You can feel free to go ahead with your compliment of me right now. <laughs> okay. What I really adore about you as a person, number one, apart from being a mother and apart from being a faithful wife, a good wife, a pearl in the crown of your husband, I really adore your young of heart personality in the sense that I could take the mickey out of you any given moment and you'll still give me a virtual hug and you'll comfort me and you'll always just uplift a person and i'll say, and i said to you in the last podcast don't be surprised if you as a person through your sobriety that you have a calling to speak to the young people in this world i understand what you're saying thank you um i don't know what is next for me i love young people i do i like love young people adolescents i love them i love teenagers i think they're hilarious i think they're fun um i'm um I um And you have a late bloomer yourself, don't you? I have four kids. But I wanted to say your youngest is still an adolescent, right? My youngest is seventeen. Okay. So but so yeah, like ultimately, like if I had my dream my dream child is literally like um 
the thing is, is that there's so many very sick individuals on this call right now, and they're making me laugh. That's part of, <laughs> part of what I love about sobriety, but they're making me right. laugh. Um, Absolutely. Like, if I could have my dream job, it would probably be to go talk to young people in recover mm. about recovery. It would be like you young do college a, kids. Or you should teenagers. do a one-woman show, as a matter of fact. You should do a one-woman show. Um, I, you know, I'll pray on that. Don't doubt me on this, but you've got this. Okay, I'm not going to say the word that I want to say because it's going to be interpreted wrong. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. You've got to say it. You can't say Say that. You can't not say it now, Chris. Wait, is it a compliment? Hold on. Only if it's not. It's a compliment. It's a compliment. Okay, go ahead. Please do. Please go ahead. But it's one of those words that can be interpreted as double entendre. You're spunky. There's only one meaning to that word. Yes, there is. Take the one consonant away. What do you get? Correct. So in any event, you're spunky. I don't there's get it. One, Never mind. The one, there's three consonants. What's, Mackenzie, what's a consonant? Four. Not a vowel. <laughs> Not A-E-I-O-U. And sometimes Y. That's a vowel. Is why a vowel? Right. I only thought it was no, that's all. But those are the vowels. I'm not going to name all the consonants. Con- consonants. <laughs> but in any event, what I'm trying to say I know to how say to say it. You're spunky. And I think your outgoing personality will be perfect on stage. On stage? What on stage. Yeah, I agree. I would love to be an actress. I think I might go into acting, actually. I would love to be in a play. Just like what kind of play? Um, any kind of play where I could act. <laughs> there's contemporary, there's classical. Um, I don't know, but you know what my dream job? This is going to surprise all of you on this call right now. I'm okay? listening. With you want to know what my dream? If I could be anything, if I could have been anything in this entire world, shoot, it would have been to be play Eponine in in Les Mis. Really? I know almost every single word to every single song in Les Mis. And that's I one play I've them. never seen. Really? I've read, I've read the it's, play. When it's I amazing. Was Hi. The thing about Eponine I loved, and if I could be anything, if I could sing, if I could actually sing, but I can't, and that's okay, I would be her in that play. Like, I'd make it to New York. I'd go to New York, and that's where I would be. Come to New York anyway. <laughs> and do what, Mackenzie? <laughs> Hang out with me. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Where's so my compliment? Where's trying my to act compliment? in something else, and I just don't. And Max, I want to say the same thing about you. You might not even realize it yourself, but I think also you've got a great calling on your life to speak to youngsters. Because you're also you're very young at heart. You mean immature? <laughs> oh. <sighs> Try and give people a compliment and then they sh- burst your bubble. I, but where is mine? He means immature. <laughs> yeah, I was getting to Mackenzie. No, it's okay. Max can go in front of me. Well, let's just make sure. Actually, I should have gone with Mackenzie first because C comes before X in the alphabet. But uh, Mackenzie, I wanted to say about you, you as a person of grounds. Can I finish my sentence? Yes. (laughs) You've also (laughs) grown so much as a person. And your passion, of course, through your role as an educator. I think also you can have a great impact on kids today. And I'm talking just beyond the classroom. I remember you spoke at one point, you saw that one of your learners was actually suffering uh, being unruly and that you actually decided to go off book and actually try and analyze 
why this individual is acting the way he was acting. Remember? Yes, I, yes. Um, first of all, thank you for saying that. Um, in all honesty, teaching is my passion. I am very passionate about my kids. And that is what you just described. I do often, and that's a direct result of um, me getting sober and working mm -hmm. the steps of recovery is how now I'm able to, um, I see the world differently and um, mm -hmm. I view my students differently and when they're struggling, I'm able to um, put myself in their shoes rather than react um, and see how they're perceiving life, you know, and what's going on with them. Um, and that's been such a gift and it's totally changed my career. Truly. Um, Can I ask a silly question? Was it always your dream to become a teacher? No. It was it just something that gonna, you fell into? I was going to be a lawyer. Really? Yeah. I studied law for a semester yeah. and I barely got through by the skin of my teeth. In fact, I was pissed the night that I had to study for this big exam and I wrote it with one major hangover. And I still remember one specific question. Uh, here in South Africa, the governing body for the advertising industry you call the Advertising Standards Authority. And there's a different governing body for public relations. And the answer was the Code of Ethics and the Professional Standards for the Practice of Public Relations and Communication Management. And I wrote that answer with <laughs> terrible hangover. But I can't picture you as a lawyer. No, 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 no. You're too, you're too free-spirited oh. for that profession. You're too yeah. free-spirited. That yeah. smile is that way... Is it's the truth. I mean, that smile of yours extends from ear to ear. You can't do that in a... Not always, though. I wasn't it, always like this. Naturally. But what I'm saying is, if you were to have practiced as a lawyer in sobriety and you're smiling like that, you'd be chased out of the courtroom. They'd declare mistrial before even going to preliminary sentencing. I'd hire her as a lawyer. As my oh, lawyer. of course she would. And Clay... Absolutely. Yeah. The biggest compliment that I can give you, even though I'm very careful in saying this because I haven't come to know you as well yet, I love your insights about life, about love, about recovery, about spirituality. And you've really given me a lot to think about in doing this podcast. And of course, <laughs> quite euphemistically, uh, Hillary called this the ultimate shit show. But even through that, I love the way that you convey yourself and I love hearing you speak. You clearly have a calling to educate, entertain and inspire, not learn, to inspire. And if I say thank you, I can't put it in enough words. You really have a calling on your life, my friend. Thank you so much. That reaches my heart. And I think with that, Claire's got to run. Everyone, thank you so much for the shit show. And thank you for thank accepting you, me in your lives so it's been so great if you want to follow the sarcastic big book it's on instagram as exactly as follows sarcastic big book tell me something quickly clay before we leave kmp3 is on apple podcasts and on spotify when is the new book coming out uh, the new book hopefully is coming out by the end of the month <clears throat> it's more sarcastic daily meditations right and is it going to be exactly like the first book or have you uh, revolutionized a bit on the content 
It's going to be the same book, except it will just cost it. <laughs> A bigger profit. <laughs> Guys, no, it's, it's, the same, it's the same. It's the same bullshit. But it's the Instagram is sarcastic.aa.book. Sarcastic.aa.book. Exactly the same. You can follow Kenzie, your uh, Instagram handle. It's K E N Z K I E S E L. Check it out. I have to think about how to spell my name. That's not an Instagram handle. That's a photo book. You have got a talent with a camera lens. Maxi, love you to pieces. Hillary, your IG handle, darling. It's as Hill sees it. That's it. An underscore yeah. in between the words. As <laughs> underscore H I L underscore sees underscore it. That's me. Hundred percent. Check it out. And are we going to do another podcast sometime in the near future? I would love to. I would love to. And can I say something yeah. seriously? Go for it. Anybody possibly listening, to please reach out if you need help, because mm-hmm. we are all here and yes. you are loved, and it will all be okay. And although we joke a lot, we are very serious about helping. Come to HJ3. Come and observe that freedom. We'll love you until you love yourself and beyond. Love you guys. Thank love you. you. That was awesome. Love you guys. having a cuppa for this week we hope you enjoyed this leg of the journey until the next time we meet tell your friends and write us a five-star review on apple podcasts